Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast with episode number 392 on deck. You got you to gotta talk into the top of it, but then look at this, look at it's like, uh-oh, oh, party's over. <laughs> I, this one just came, I came in and it seems more annoying than it has been up until this point. Yeah, I'm really not sure if we're going to, I'm not sure how this is going to work. It keeps, it, it keeps crashing. Tighten up in the middle? Huh? Middle. Tighten the one in the middle, maybe? I had this thing up earlier, and then it started to wilt. I don't know if, I mean, maybe all the excitement of having it. Never mind, I won't even go there. There's pills for that. Anyway, crash course number 392 is on deck. Uh, we had to have, we had to have a, <laughs> might be, we had to have a heart-to-heart with, with Brian about trusting my judgment <laughs> before, we, <laughs> before we got going with the show. Oh, I thought it was serious, man. I thought, like, there was... I don't know what I thought. But it was, I was starting to get nervous. <laughs> it was uh, Chris. Chris used the dry sense of humor he sometimes has and had a little fun at my at my account. But that's all good. It's uh, broad shoulders. I can take it. How was your weekend? Um, nice. It was actually the weekend off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing first one in seven weeks. Have another one in another seven weeks. Um, <laughs> it was nice. We uh, Saturday we listened to the Waterloo Girls win the uh, Far West Regional and. Uh, Watched a hell of a snowstorm come through and uh, just relaxed. You know, family time. Zach's home for uh, spring break this week, so that's kind of nice to to have him home for a week or better. And uh, just chilled out and relaxed, you know. So we uh, went over and spent a little time with Dad before well, – when did he do that? Friday, Saturday? I don't remember. I saw I, he was refilling the heater. So <laughs> um, he has a he has his, you know, furnace in the garage, and he's got a stand – and on top of it, it's above his head. You can see it in the picture. On top of it, it's got a 55-gallon drum on its side. So he, when they fill his... his um, the heating oil? Oh, yeah, the heating oil in the house, he has them put in, put in a couple of cans. So he dumps the cans into a, a can that's got a neck on it, picks it up over his head, and dumps it in. So, and he told us about it before, and we're... we're uh, that, you know, we just got done draining the oil and put the truck down, and, Stand in there and look, and I kind of elbow Zach and point. Dad's got his back to us, pouring you know five gallons in this thing, and you know five gallons of diesels. It's you know around eight eight gallons a a, a pound, and it's uh, you know forty eight pounds, pounds, eight but, pounds of gallons. You know, at, yeah. at eighty four years old, and he was supposed to have shoulder surgery twenty years ago. They wanted to fix both his thirty years ago. They wanted to fix his uh, both rotor cuffs. Um, so he's pouring that. I'm like, Dad, you want Zach to do that? No, I got to stay in shape somehow. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, sure do, Dad. And I mean, you know, at that age, he's going to do what he wants anyways because he has for the last 80 years. So why would it change now? But um, no, it's, it's just, you know, one of those things you're uh, – that, that generation was called the greatest generation for a reason. And, you know, he's still getting after it. 
Well, getting after it, you, uh, you're asking about the action that we saw out there in Topeka uh, a couple weeks back. The derby season has hit full swing. There was a comment, and I, don't, I can't remember where I saw it through the course of the travels today, but, but somebody said that you know years ago a 10,000-win derby was, was something special, and now they're, they're pretty common, which is, yes. which is a great note for the evolution of the sport. And we're going to dive a little bit into some of the compact conversation because building on one of the things that we touched on in 391 – was uh, why do they keep getting the compacts keep getting called a support class? We've touched on this before, but I think that the, it's worth bringing up again, given the the, the caliber of show that we saw out there in Topeka. Um, Peoria's in the books. They had a great show out there with Ultimate Derby with their return to uh, promotions. We've got some changes here locally that are that are going to happen, um, and then uh, I had the chance to drive in an online derby again. Look through some dates. It's I think it was April 2021. Since nice. the last time I got to, so that was that was really fun. Got to run with uh, um, Johnny Alexander, JYD, and how'd you do? I, I I made terrible decisions, but thankfully I was with somebody who was good, and he carried us. But we'll dive into that later on. Um, we've got Jacob Wood going to be on the show. We're going to be talking to Mike Cook a little bit later on as well. Uh, and and Mike, I, I apologize. We set everything up, and I spaced on the time zones. So he said, "Yeah, six thirty should be fine." I'm like, "All right, so I'll call you at six thirty. Eastern. Eastern. And <laughs> so he gets out of work at 630, so hopefully everything works out. But with Jacob, we tried to catch up with Jacob last week, but like you, um, he was taking a little bit of basketball as well, and uh, I don't think anybody is going to argue with his decision-making going to check out the basketball game. So before we dive into any of the Capital City Carnage stuff, anything with uh, Compacts, Dunkirk, Blizzard Bash, any of that stuff, we got to know how did the, how did the game go. Oh, she did good. She plays really, really hard. I don't know where she gets that from, but she plays really hard. So <laughs> I'm always proud of her. Is there OMM lettering on the jerseys? <laughs> no, no, it's all Mustangs. They're, she plays for the school, so if I had anything to do with it, there probably would be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you saw the discussion as it was taking shape. Uh, over the course of the last probably 12, 14 days, and, and there's a lot of people weighing in on it. Uh, the, the compacts are being contested as a uh, filler class, or I don't like that term anyway. I mm-hmm. usually call them a support class because you're supporting the main event. But now there's there's plenty of places where the compacts can run on their own. Uh, you're about you know a couple weeks removed from the awesome win that you picked up uh, out there. And the front-wheel drive hobo feature at Capital City Carnage. You know, give me a little bit of some of your take on on the notes and, and where the compact class is at as a whole. Uh, I've been doing this for 20 years, so and I've ran compacts all but probably two years. I dipped my toes into the big car stuff, but it really wasn't my cup of tea. So that's what everybody's always said, but I don't know. I, I don't really get in the argument of it. I just try to show up and do my thing. Well, we, we, we saw plenty of that at, uh, at Capital City Carnage, a dynamite um, front-wheel drive hobo stock feature. It was a ton of fun to watch that one. Uh, the, the battle that you had uh, with, um, with uh, Frank Napier and the fact that that guy has been building compacts for just under a year and got his car to, to, to run the way that it did, it was awesome. Um, tell me a little bit about the feature from, from your point of view and, uh, and if there was ever a point in there where you thought, gee, fright, this thing just won't die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, every time we go to Topeka, whether we're in the team show or any kind of single class, we try to cut the 
cut the track in half with the guys that we have with us. Um, and it kind of worked out good until you run out of people to hit, and then you got to kind of move your way down the track. Um, Frank was actually never met the guy before, came up to us before the derby and said, I'm here by myself. You mind if we kind of stay on the same end of the track, don't bother each other? I didn't even know. I don't know him from Eve, so, you know, I was like, yeah, sure. And he was there at the end, and that car would not die. And he's, he's a great guy. He was, I mean, he was very cool to talk to, and he stuck to his word. That means a lot to me. Absolutely. It was it was awesome the way that, that thing kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back. And, you know, uh, Jacob was a heavy favorite in the, the fantasy league voting uh, for starters. So that immediately puts a target on your back if anybody's paying attention to it. Some drivers don't even want to talk about it. It's like a no-hitter. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, Mavis, he wanted no conversation brought up. He, None. Yeah, he – He's funny about that stuff. We had him on. We had him on once to talk about parts, and that was a pull, like pulling teeth. But man, you want to talk about his on track performance? Boy, it it makes him nervous. And he's, I would say, an above average successful driver. <laughs> but he he doesn't want to hear about it, man. He's he's you know, which you know that's fine. He had some success again this weekend. Yeah, he's not doing bad this year. Yeah, he's a couple weeks in a row and picked up some wins. Yeah, not bad. Um, we'll dive into that here uh, again as we get a little bit deeper into it. But uh, did that did that at all? I mean, you say you want to show up and do your job. Did that play into any of the, the psychological decisions about trying to have some extra bodies just to kind of watch the uh, watch your six, so to say? Because it, it seemed to me that you drove just about a perfect feature for – uh, for the car that you had, the fenders on it. There was four or five cars left. The fenders on it were still straight. Um, you could have put them on a road car. It was like a Jake Doyle car. <laughs> the, the fenders on it looked perfect before you even started turning around. But then even as it got late with the way that Frank was running, um, there was that one shot where he came around the corner and he caught the front of it and it shifted the nose. And he was still pouring smoke for, I mean, he was probably up to like three hours at that point. <laughs> but the thing just, it wouldn't go away. So, I mean, you know, I just wondered from your perspective with, with the target on your back, if, if you paying attention to that, eyes on your own paper, the way that the feature played out, did it go the way you thought it was going to go? Yeah, uh, I put a ton of pressure on myself anyway. So it was more of a release than anything. And, to win and uh he i don't know if i should have did the nose to nose shot but i was just getting frustrated that he wouldn't his car wouldn't die and i was trying to beat that rear pillar over i was going to keep beating until that made me stop i knew i had to be getting close to the fuel cell so that was my initial what i was going to try to do but it didn't work out that way the the driving the chess match was as good as you will ever see you know the positioning, the the mm-hmm. flanking, trying to trying to hide in plain sight and everything. It was so much fun to watch the chess match play out, and and then when you can see the frustration, it just was like, okay, enough, <laughs> and and it and it and it didn't work. Did it was you, like a, oh. I, I, I muted the microphone at one point and leaned over to Steve and I said, "This is like one of those horror films where the bad guy just keeps coming back." <laughs> <laughs> um. It, it it's funny we we have this conversation. I don't know you. I don't know if you saw it, but I just saw it over the weekend, and it was a meme, and it was from a derby, and it was an action, and it showed a it showed a car from you know like half track, and it said full throttle may not be the answer, 
but it takes the suspense out of it. It shows this car hitting another car, <laughs> and they nose up, and you can see sparks flying. And you know, I don't think you know if it moved afterwards, but I was like, that's you know, that's kind of how I look at it in derby sometimes. But it's funny. I just happened to see that, and you, then you talk about this, and, and Jacob mentioned the the nose and nose shot he took. But it's you know, sometimes you just. And obviously, you know, I've never been all that successful, you know, winning. I've got a boatload of, of mad dogs, but you know, sometimes I would, I would just get bored and be like, "Hey, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna go for it, and see what happens." And sometimes that just, you know, guys do that, and you know, you, sometimes it turns out good, and sometimes it doesn't. The the other interesting way that that played out was the pillar on on Frank's car. That I don't know if you saw any of the still pictures or, or the video of it afterwards. But to say that that was getting close to the fuel cell is, is a bit of an understatement. Remember, these are hobo stocks. They're not the mod compacts like mm-hmm. what we see in the team action. So significantly less done to them. Still safe, but significantly less done to them. Even more of a testament for them to go as long as they did. But Frank, if he put his hand on the back seat, you know, or excuse me, on the front seat to turn and look behind him, he would have had to thread his hand between the headrest and the speaker deck. <laughs> it it got way, way up there, and and that thing just would not go away as much as it was dragging and fall apart. Uh, I had the chance to meet Frank when we went to the King of Ohio. Uh, we worked out there with Derby Tees, and that was the, the, the show that Dustin Wood had all the support for Jags on and everything. And, and he was just a really, really cool, down-to-earth guy. And... Uh, he ran the weekend in tribute of, um, I think it was of his dad. So, I mean, it was really one of those things. It's like, you know, I, I appreciate that, that Jake has been voted this high, but <laughs> sometimes you can't beat fate. But we found a way to get around it. Was there a point where you thought that it was maybe going to go the other way at any point with, with the way the feature was playing out? I know Kurt got really deep with the PT Cruiser, too. Yeah, I thought for a minute it was. we had him in the corner. We had uh, Tim, which is also a guy that's kind of local to us. We had Tim and Frank in a corner, and I thought for a second, like, oh, man, this is going to come down to me and Kurt. This might get really fun. But they both worked themselves out of there. And there was a few times where the car would die, and my motor mounts were all broke. So Early. every time my car would die, I was yeah, I was, I was just losing ground off my coil pack. So it would just die, and then whenever it got in the gear, it would catch again. But it just kept starting back up. So we got lucky. It better be lucky than good. Mm-hmm. Yep, every time. The the PT Cruiser itself, is that something that's going to be um, more commonplace, or was that just a fun run car? No, no. Kurt's looking for more. He was over at my house last night. He, he wants to run some more of those. You know, we've seen them run locally. Held up. And they, they've held up pretty decent. <laughs> they, Steve, Steve kept calling them the PT Bruiser. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, they're pretty neat yeah. little cars. Yeah, it held up really good, and we got to looking at it afterwards, and Thanks to Motor May, I walked up because he said last night he was trying to start it up and it just wouldn't wouldn't turn over. It didn't know if the cylinder's filled with water or what happened, but something happened. It wouldn't turn over. Was his the one that when he tried to refire it at one point, you could see the volcano water come up underneath the uh, between the the stack and the collector where it was welded together? It may have been. I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I can't remember. Well, did you have your hands busy? You weren't paying attention? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was trying to watch for Frank. He was all over. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Where does this win rank? I mean, you guys have had some success out there in Topeka, and you certainly know Slouch is back two, at home. Probably. Number, Number two, probably, in my whole career. So, yeah, Blizzard Bash, the Team Compacts, that's probably number one, and then that one's right behind it. But, yeah. Was that – did you guys get the – you guys got the first one, right? First one, 2016. It's 
six years ago, unbelievably enough. Sounds like you're due for another one. <laughs> yes, hopefully we get in. I, I just seen they released the info today, and we're we're going to try to get in again. But that's, that's just the luck of the draw on that, too, trying to get in. But. A lot of times it, it does come down to just how fast your internet clicks are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mean, nope. it, it fills instantly. Yeah. You know, you, you, you mentioned um, when, we, when you opened the show about um, you know, compacts being considered a, a, a filler or whatever. And I, as you were talking, you know, doing the intro and stuff, I was thinking, and we've been, you know, over the years since we've been doing this, we've been to a lot of compact shows. And one thing I can say about compacts, and I, I'm pretty sure you're going to agree with me, is I have never seen a compact show where guys were sandbagging. You know what I mean? Like the majority of the shows you go to, guys are getting after it. Bash for cash, they get after it. Obviously, Topeka. I mean, we've, you know, Pennsylvania. We've been all over. And and it doesn't matter what the build. It just seems like compact guys drive hard. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody's going to say, well, compacts aren't as strong, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm telling you what. I've sat there, you know, pretty damn close to tracks and seen guys get knocked out of their seats and almost out of their cars. And I know the speed they're traveling. But it just, it's you know... I would say, like, compacts and vans outside of New York um, most consistently are, like, the hardest hitting. Like, those guys just get after it. Mm-hmm. Like, when you really think about it, like, you go online, you know, and you're you're thumbing through the videos, the, the compacts and the vans, they, they get after it. Is that a product of not having the big money hang out there? Because other than... Other than bash for cash, I can't think of any gigantic purse well, the, shows. The the team the team show at at, at uh, Blizzard Bash they pay pretty well out there. Yeah, and those guys don't hold nothing back. We've no. we've talked after heats about geez I don't know how many of those cars are coming back because right. you know they they they're on it. But you know that's and I, I hats off to that because that, that's you know I'm I'm simple to entertain. I I like to see these guys hit hard and it breaks you know parts fall off. Um, as I've mentioned, you know, I, 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 you know, I enjoy the chess match, but I'd rather sit there and just see guys run wide open for ten minutes and it'd be over. But, um, you know, so I, I've I've really grown to enjoy the compacts. I mean, you know, and it's funny. Um, you know, Jacob mentioned uh, how long he's been running, and as I was driving in here tonight, I was just thinking, uh, this this year will be my thirtieth year of competition. Really? Now I haven't ran straight through the years. I've probably missed four or five. Where I didn't run anything, but I mean, there was years where I ran five or six. But the first year I ran um, was the year I graduated, and this is this will be thirty years in June that I've graduated since I since we graduated. So, so twenty twenty two is the thirtieth year. Yes. So that means that your career has touched four decades. Yeah, that's crazy. How crazy is that? <laughs> but uh, but I mean, you know what? So I've I I, wow. I I remember the first compact derby I saw here. Um, it was at uh, Ontario County Fair, and there was a like a Fox Body Mustang, and I can't remember a couple other cars, and it was you know nothing to what it's grown into now. But you know, I've I've really grown to enjoy watching the compacts because they do they they get after it, you know, and it's it's neat to see what guys can do and what guys bring, and so I I I would I, you know um, we see we see Jeremy Gelly have a lot of success with his mm-hmm. his compacts as the premier class um, Father's Day weekend, so. You know, mini meltdown. Yeah, it's 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 good to see. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, 
yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. Around here, most of the time, the compacts bring more cars than the big cars. But like you said, they fly around because they, they don't have near the money in the cars. I mean, most of the guys that run that class are just, you know, you got your three or four or five that spend the money and go out. But a lot of guys, that's why you always got to survive the first three or four minutes of the derbies because you've got your guys that are out there just flying around. But that's part of the strategy. That's part of the fun of being out there. I think that's a, that's, that's a huge difference running the compact stuff versus running the big cars is yeah. the, the first five minutes. It's a much different degree of survival. And right. while you might not see the sandbagging or the chess match that you might be accustomed to and, and, and pick out when you watch a, a full-size derby, there's still guys that know how to moderate their pace regarding what's around them. True. That True. they're always going to be around at the end mm-hmm. without and you know overtly sandbagging. I mean, when you look at the when you look at the rundown, there are definitely people around here. Uh, the couple of names come to mind in the in the Woodstock circles that are always there at the end, and there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. They're good drivers, mm-hmm. whether it's because they're invisible, whether it's because they sandbag, whether they just let you know when 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 five cars are flying around at 50 miles an hour and they're hitting each other and not you. <laughs> Odds approved. <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> Life yeah. is good. But you know, you also hit on that 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 deal with mini meltdown, and you know, the the big one that comes to mind that was sort of an organic start was that deal at Woodstock when they had so many cars, they they injected a ton of money into the purse yep. to to reward those guys the way that mm-hmm. it happens. And and the big news when uh, Smash It created the standalone ten thousand to win class. Yep. And and that that class at Winter Slam, the compact division, oh, yeah. was always awesome. Yes. It was always. Well, I mean, awesome. you look, you know, at, you know, our hometown. It's been water. Uh, they've had compacts. Have had more cars for probably a decade. Mm-hmm. I would say easily. And they could easily make the show heats and feature. Yeah, you know, Broom they, County was the same way for a long time. Yeah, you know, but let's, you know, luckily it's big enough where they can put thirty cars on the track, and you know, they can, they can, they can tear sh- stuff up. But uh, no, it's you know, I, I've really grown. You know, I I enjoy you know watching you know. Um, you know, it's it's definitely it's definitely a class that it I feel is gaining respect. Um, you know, you're starting to see a lot of the, the bolt-ons, the add-ons being built and produced, and that stuff's been around for a while too. I mean, that that was that was one of the big influxes, right, Jacob? Correct me if I'm wrong, and I cut you off a second ago. I'm sorry. Um, that was one of the big reasons why the team show was going to work when the compacts were added to the Bash for Cash because all that bolt-on stuff was coming along. Like gray area was a huge input on that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah, I think he was one of the first ones. I think, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe seven, eight, 10 years ago, he, I met him at um, ten years. Hot Springs Havoc in Arkansas. So that was a long time ago, and there wasn't hardly any compact builders at that time. And I bought all my stuff from him to get started, and that's when it kind of got serious. And then and then now, now, I mean, there's a bunch of guys. I mean, the RDS guys, I run all of his stuff. He, I have to give him a shout out. He, uh, he takes care of us down here, even though he's from, I don't even know where he's from, somewhere up north somewhere, but he always takes care of us. And that, I mean, there's tons of guys, NLR, they do a lot of compact stuff now too, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's a ton of them guys doing that now too. I mean, when you think about it, even when we first started going to Topeka, you know, there was only a handful of guys that had carbureted motors. 
right. and now everybody runs carburetor. Right. And they, I mean, they sound like small blocks pulling in there. They they sound like well built. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just screaming, and it's you know it's it, it's good to see that you know some guys you know guys obviously wanted to take it to that next step. And you know, I, it's more power to them. But you know, as we said, even the guys that you know that run the the heavier classes and the higher paying. They still go out there and they, you know, they they drive hard and it's it's great to see. I mean, I you know I love to to, to see it. Um, you know, I uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in them. I wouldn't want to feel what they feel the next day. But it's great to watch. So um, remember that in car when uh, I think it was a uh, Ty Redness got yeah, knocked. Yeah, the guy, yeah, the guy's son makes all of our stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was a bad thing. Yeah, He's a really good friend of ours. <laughs> He got rattled. Yeah, that was bad. He was he was all right with it. Where um not not so much for the the, the philosophical conversation. Where to from here would be where do the compacts go? You know, Brian alluded to them gaining respect and gaining progress. You know, and Canada's got even different rules with their their midsize stuff versus their compact versus mm-hmm. their full size. So there's different life for some of the cars up over the border versus what we've got here. Um, They've been gaining respect for a long time, but I think it's you know might not be a bad time for them to just say, "Look, they can they can carry a show." Yeah. Um, but beyond that, for for you and for the team and everybody, what's the plan for the rest of this year? We have a indoor show in Lebanon, Missouri, in a few weeks, April second. Okay. Then Joshua signed us up for that. There's a team show in May. He told us Saturday while we were down there at Topeka, hey, we, me, you, and Kurt are all signed up. So I guess we're going to put cars together for that. And then the whole summer is probably nothing because every weekend, me and Joshua, we do our own thing. So we got derbies and figure eights that we put on. Mm-hmm. So nothing all summer pretty much until every weekend we have something that we're promoting ourselves. And then Blizzard Bash, hopefully. Awesome. That's uh that promotion for you guys has really gotten some traction. Oh yeah, we it's been very very good for us. The guys around here they they have fun with it and we do a point series for them and really try to take care of them and it's worked out pretty well so far. Awesome. Uh anybody else that you wanted to make mention of before we let you go? Uh yeah, that purple car out there that was running that said mom on the side of it. I got to give them guys a shout out. He's the reason why I ran that class at all. It wasn't even planning on running, but he's a guy and his mom passed away this year. And uh, he said, I want to run with you guys out there. I want to be on the track in Kansas with you. He's out there every year with us. He works our butt off in the pit when we're we're running at Blizzard Bash. His name's Brian. And uh, I got to give him a shout out. (laughs) He called when we were supposed to be leaving. He said, I said, well, you ready? And he said, well, I think my transmission's out of my car. Oops. Oh no! And I said, "Oh no!" I said, "Well, bring it over." I said, "You're gonna, you're gonna, I'm not going without you." So he brought his car over, and I had a transmission laying there, and we put it in there the night before. He left my house about midnight and rode the running, driving car. So he was happy, that smile on his face. He's the one that got on top of his car. They're at the other end of the track where we drive in. He's just had a great time, so that yep. made it worth it to me. Awesome. Well, uh, yep. I hope you have a great summer and uh, all the promotion stuff goes smooth for you with rules and inspections and all that. And, and of course, oh, yeah, I and my wife. I never say her on here, and she always gets on to me. 
that. Probably a good choice. I, I almost forgot. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, but I appreciate you guys. It was good to see you at breakfast that morning, Chris. I miss talking to you. Um, Brian, I hope I catch up with you sometime soon. Yeah, hopefully we'll be out there soon, bud. Yep. You guys have a good day. All right, man. We'll see you later. Have a good night. Thanks. Uh, bye. Bye. That was awesome. It was a good time out there. We're going to be catching up with Mike Cook here in a little bit. We're going to try and give him a little bit of cushion so he can get home from get home from work. We'll run through some stuff. Pay some bills. Uh, that we had yeah um uh real quick uh i can't believe this and i missed the anniversary of of ours in the last year i don't know how long we've been friends on facebook but i'm sure that it's it's not as long as we've actually known each other in real life but but josh put up a bunch of pictures from the last 10 years uh it was the nine-year anniversary that we've been friends on facebook and i was reminded that we met um in penyan i think the first time was when we met when he had that wagon and my how things have changed since he had that fury wagon. So it was cool that that was up there. I, I didn't realize that today was was that day. Um, we've got uh, we've got some results quick from Peoria. We'll run through that stuff. Let's we'll say say that stuff for the end. We'll get into that. We got that taken care of. Oh, locally, did you see that? All right, perfect. Mike is Mike is ready to go whenever. Did you see that they're changing the dates? There's a proposal to change the dates in Dunkirk to a Friday and a Sunday. No, I'm I'm interest. It's interesting. Uh, it's interesting the change, making some different transitions to to some one and dones and some of those other ways that that shows uh, potentially going to be affected and evolve. Hmm. Um, it certainly cuts down on the amount of time that you need to repair a car, but also with the changes in the rules and stuff and the changes in the divisions, it's not so much qualifying and feature anymore either. So it'd be kind of neat uh, to see if that did happen because you know, I mean, a Friday night under the lights in in Dunkirk is a uh, probably going to be a pretty good time as long as the whole crowd doesn't go to a football game <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know it's kind of big up there um did you touch on last week the um tribute car that they had at uh, uh show world not show world um not show Auburn? world speed world speed world yeah <laughs> did, did you touch on that or i did not no for uh oh jesus my um howie okay um, Kyle Paul Reynolds had his car up there too. Yeah, um, Howie or Kyle and Howie were uh, best friends. Uh, worked together for years. Um, they started together at Geneva Ford. Um, their goal, their dreams, were both to have their own places, and they ended up doing that. Um, unfortunately, Howie was lost to COVID over the winter, so Kyle put together a car and had a couple. He had a. It, it, I'm sure you've dealt with Howie once or twice over the years oh, yeah. at Seneca County. And he always had that smile, and uh, he had a big sticker of him on the hood, and um, the smile so, and the suit coat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, so that was nice to see. I, I, you know, like I, I missed it. I missed the show last week, so, um, but I wanted to make sure that got mentioned. Yeah, Paul Reynolds had his car up there, um, done early. I'm trying to get on him now. I'm like, boy, you can't wait till July to run. I'm like, you got to get some stuff out of the way. Get some. So I'm, I'm trying to get him to to run somewhere else. His dad might want to kill me for it, but you know that's okay. Um, but yeah, so. Trying to get that out there. Uh, Greg Mayberry started derbying when he was 16. This is in the chat. Didn't run a lot in all those years. He's 59 now. He took a little time off after the heart attack and then came back. <laughs> Good for him. And then we were talking about the compacts and a bunch of times where Brett won both Owego V8 and compacts with the same car. Uh, Happens. Guy Raymond said compacts are for rookies. Nobody's ever said that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
Guy, this is a topic that's very, very near and dear to Guy, and it was good to see that he got out and and tried his luck other places other than at home. I know mm -hmm. it's not easy for him to travel, uh, but he's able to get out and found some success down there. He's going to be making the trip back to um, uh, to the Dead Man shows, I believe. Did you get a uh, friend request from TJ today, McCullough? No, I didn't. I'm wondering if he was hacked and I got that, or if he actually had to redo another one. So, if anybody has heard from TJ or knows TJ or anything like that, let us know. Frankie Guy, he's another guy that put, yeah. puts a lot of attention into the compact stuff. Um, Frankie had some sort of medical procedure today, and apparently it went well, but we want to send our well wishes to Frankie. Um, it must have gone well because he's right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michelle Michelle posted this, uh, this morning that Frankie was having this procedure, and it was his first ever surgery, and he must have been nervous because he was yelling at her. So, um, And then later she said that everything went well. So, Frankie, we're uh, glad to hear all is well, get healed up, whatever it may be. And... Uh, Thinking about you, buddy. Awesome. Well, let's let's take a quick break. We'll be back, and uh, we'll get into more right after this. Jeffy's Fab Farm in Fredericksburg, Virginia, specializes in all of your demolition derby needs. We've got you covered from bumper to bumper. Whether you need headers, shifters, harnesses, fueling systems, or complete turnkey setups, jeffysfabfarm.com can help. We've even got a Canadian branch to help our northern customers. With over 16 years in the industry, we've got the knowledge and experience needed to provide the highest quality parts and put you in the winner's circle. Visit our website today or call Jeff at 540-907-3390. Fabby says the best parts come from the farm. Jeffy'sFabFarm.com All right. And uh, let's see. The Ross County Fairgrounds is going to be the home of the Bash for Cash once again this year, May 27th through the 29th, online, smashitderby.com. Three-man team pro stock, 15,000 to win, turn back the clock class, 12,000 to win, smash it mini, 10,000 to win, 2,000 to win. Each of them smash it full-size, street stock mini, street stock, full-size, pro stock mini, youth mini, Smith Metalworks, youth full-size, street stock minivan, truck, SUV, Frank the Tank, Relic, farm truck, all part of the... Uh, Support divisions, May 27th, opening night. Pro Stock Team Heats, Smith Metalworks, youth full size, start time 7 o'clock. Turn back the clock heats on May the 28th, start the day. Pro Stock Team Concy, youth mini, street stock mini, van, mini truck, SUV division, street stock, full size, Frank the Tank class, and smash it mini. Part of that Saturday program, championship Sunday, farm trucks, street stock, uh, mini class, the relic class, pro stock mini, smash it full size, pro stock team feature, and the turn back the clock feature. Again, that's the batch for cash, May 27th through the 29th, 2020, 2020, 2022. And then also, a uh, quick note, April 1st at 7 o'clock, Central is going to be the opening for the National and the teams that made it to the national bracket through qualifying, limited welding combat divisions, that's going to close at midnight on April the 14th. National teams need to be paid by midnight. That was shared on the Blizzard Bash page. Candace is going to be collecting the, the contacting each captain for the teams that are allowed to sign up early and tell you how to get signed up that way. April the 15th is going to be the opening for the reigning spots and qualifying, limited welding compact teams, and the single classes. Team entry fee, $600, and the online registration fees. Qualifying team, they're taking $1,600 entry for the four-man team, limited welding compact uh, teams. 14 teams being taken, $800 plus the online reg. All of that information is out there. The single classes will be the link for everybody to sign up on the 15th, Blizzard Bash, November 10th through the 13th, 2020. 2020, 2022, and Topeka, Kansas. Say that and, three times fast. Uh, it doesn't go well. 
Unified Point Series, w- Wicked Destructions, uh, or Wicked's Urban Destruction in Sturgis is this weekend, April 18th and 19th, and we got a month off before Dead Man's No Mercy, April 15th and 16th, and then it gets real busy. Derby Icon Spring X is the week after that, and then April 30th is Hardcore's Compact Throwdown, and then May the 14th, um, Controlled Chaos in Knox, Pennsylvania. The standings right now, Ty Richards is on top with 30 points. Corey Buddy was second place with 16. Michael Kelly, 15 points in third. Trevor Jones tied with Mason Stacy in 14. Boogie Barnes and Bill Miller, 12 points, and uh, they're tied for six. Tied for eighth, there's 14 drivers with 10 points each there. And the RPM Group, just wanted to tell you a little bit about the RPM Group, Progressive Waste Management Company based in Owego. The RPM Group started in 2016 and now boasts two roll-offs and six garbage trucks. They're fully certified and licensed. The RPM Group customer base has grown to nearly 4,000 people now, (laughs) which is just crazy. They offer curbside trash and recycling services in addition to asbestos abatement, asbestos surveys, interior and exterior demolition, lead renovation, mold remediation, mold assessment, dumpster rental. Online, rpmgroup.com, 607-223-8714. I talked to Corey over the weekend, and he was elbow deep at one of the camps down in um, uh, in Yates County. Mm -hmm. didn't sound like a fun job, but <laughs> somebody's got to do it, I suppose. Smith Metalworks is going to be hosting the Demolition Derby Expo April 8th and 9th in Mercer, Pennsylvania. The end's going to include several seminars and include collaborative rules meeting in addition to a number of vendors. There's a lot more information to come. Jump online, smithmetalworks.info for full details on that one. There's also schedules and a list of the vendors, including Smash It, Iron City, Spinning Wheels, Hardcore, Toast, Dead Man, and more online their facebook page smith metalworks w-o-r-x facebook.com smith metalworks w-o-r-x on the social media stuff and then again their website where you can buy all of the products and stuff this is the debut of the new facility it's the debut of the spec class they're going to be running a derby that night online smith metalworks w-o-r-k-s dot info for more experience and passion second to none all right we covered all that stuff i'll let you know more about all for him racing Hey Derby World, this is All For Him Racing Videos, where Derby never ends. We have people come up and ask, what is All For Him Racing Videos? And the answer is a YouTube channel dedicated to growing the sport of Demolition Derby in a positive and fun way. Our passion is to show the next generation this sport and capture the memories for generations to come. We're just trying to show that you can be a Christian, do crazy and exciting things like Demolition Derby, and just spread the word. We have traveled all over the country filming events all while meeting many great people, hearing amazing stories, seeing the passion for this sport, and falling in love with the Derby community. We have grown to be the largest Demolition Derby channel on YouTube across the world, with millions of views within our large library of videos. We love what we do and can't wait for what the future has in store. We always want to be a place for positive, exciting, and action-packed derby videos. Thank you, Derby World, and enjoy the videos. 
you know, I think think Alex Alex is is probably the only guy I've met whose pure passion for derby comes anywhere near yours. I think you and him... You got to get out more. I think you and him uh, really come at it from a good spot. You know what I've never asked him in all the times that we've met that one time? (laughs) (laughs) I don't... uh, I don't know if he's ever driven a car. I don't know. I never, I never really even thought to ask him. I just sort of assumed that he had. But in watching the video, it makes me wonder if he's coming at it from a from a different perspective. Could be. Know. You know who comes at it from a different perspective? Mike. 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 Uh, cook transmission coolers. Uh, he had a great run out there and uh, got even got the chance to get away with the door shot on Nate Middendorf. It was awesome. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, man, congratulations on the win. Are you there? Yes, I am. I'm glad uh, glad we were able to get together. Congratulations on that. That feature was awesome. Yep. So we were talking a little bit uh, about can the can, can the compact stand alone? Or are they being uh, misnamed in terms of the, the support classes or a filler class or something? Uh, how about from your perspective? You know, Brian Brian said that the compacts are getting a little bit more respect here the last several years. Uh, we've seen a bunch of shows crop up to where the compacts are the headline event, and and they're starting to get the opportunity to get paid more money. They're part of the Blizzard Bash team bracket that you guys won. Last year with Team Minnesota Madness, what's your take on it? Um, yeah, I would say that um, they're definitely starting to become more recognized. Um, I mean, at the big shows, um, a lot of the you know county fairs and stuff, there's still a smaller payout and usually a larger turnout, um, but usually also a way lighter build. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's one of them. Our main issues around here is finding a place to run our cars <laughs> yeah how long is the tow for you guys to get down to topeka uh how long does it take yeah um it takes uh me just a little over eight hours and i'm probably the furthest north out of all the guys <laughs> so that's terrible yeah but still it's tough to drive eight hours to drive a car you know yeah. it's the only place you can drive it yeah that's true that yeah true. that's that's essentially why we uh run carnage you know just because we know we can uh basically bring our blizzard bash cars back there um same rules you know are they are they finished off after carnage um no <laughs> <laughs> how many years worth of blizzard bash team cars do you have laying around then um i actually uh usually end up scrapping mine good um i really don't save my I don't have an attachment issue on my used cars, but uh, I've thrown away plenty good ones just to get my parts out of them. <laughs> how long? Get, how get long? the good parts and send them. You can find another. You can find another donor body. Yeah. How long do Nate and Jared hang on to their Camaros? Uh, too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think for the most part, um, I think they just have last year's left, and then. The ones they ran, or the ones from 2019, and then the ones from 2021. Gotcha. Uh, but they get pretty twisted up and stuff too. So it was really a feather in the cap for front wheel drive guys all over the place when you were able to beat the rear wheel drive Camaro. 
I, I got to believe anyway. You know, out there, the, the playing field gets gets fairly even, but there was all that discussion always. Every year under the Smash It Banner, we get the bash for cash. You know, who's going to win? What are the numbers? How many front wheel? How many rear wheel? What's what's out there? But out there, it's it's generally more Mustangs and Pintos and stuff. The Camaro's a, a bit of a different animal. Um, take me through that feature and, and, and where that ranks in the uh, on the resume. Um, I guess... Basically, I just kind of tried to hold my cool and um, went and seen how everything was panning out, and it started out kind of slow pace. We all were on the same same side of the track, and towards the end there, it just kind of started picking up. You know, it came down to a bunch of Blizzard Bash buddies, so mm-hmm. it was uh, it ended up being a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be at the end. It was. Well, I was I was just going to touch on that. I mean, we've you know, Chris and I have walked through the pits out there. And I mean, all you guys are pretty good friends that run that, um, you know, that, that run that class at Blizzard Bash. I mean, we've seen you and Brellinger and, and Nate and, you know, all, you know, just hanging out, shooting the breeze, and, you know, a little bit of, of friendly, uh, you know, talking, you know, crap Banter. back and forth to each other. And um, <laughs> but, it, but it is, I mean, a, a lot of you guys are, are pretty good buddies. So, I mean, it, it gets down to the end and, you know, it, you, you want to be, there's no, there's nobody better to beat than one of your friends for the win. So it had to be a little fun when you got down there towards the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's one of uh, mine and probably uh, all these other guys' uh, favorite parts about like Blizzard Bash and stuff. You know, we're just all good friends, and you know, at the end of the day, it, it's uh, fun just hitting each other at the end. You know, because we always talk about it and joke about it afterwards, and there's never any bad blood. You know, I really don't have any bad blood with anybody at Blizzard Bash or even Carnage. That's cool. It was really fun to watch the opening moments of that to figure out what what was going to happen and. And as suspected, all the cars that were painted the same ran together. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works out sometimes, huh? It, it, like if you if you sprinkle in one or two more colors, it was it was like a replay last fall. It was really cool to watch. It, it was it was fun, you know, just just fun because it wasn't um, it wasn't it didn't seem to me where anybody was necessarily holding back. They were just waiting for the smart shots and the smart openings. And, and I don't think there was maybe but one or two immediate kill shots. There was a lot of cars that, that endured a lot of abuse before they, before they fell off. And, and it, it did end up coming down to, it did end up coming down a bit to a numbers game where a certain group had eliminated enough of the other group where then they could just start turning on one another. But it wasn't for sure what was what it was going to come down to in terms of the win, though. Yeah. I mean, me and Nate and Andy, we pretty much had intentions of uh, hitting each other and stuff. I mean, we didn't... I mean, we were obviously down there as a team where we always stick together. But at the end of the day, me and Nate, we were hitting each other pretty good there throughout the derby. And then, you know, at the end, we still put on a show. It's not like, you know, or tried to, I guess. I was kind of limping around, and Nate was getting to his last leg as well. Is is Andy, you're referring to Andy, Andy Oxa, uh, Jeremiah yeah. Adams, uh, Jeremiah Adams as well. Are those guys absolutely out of their mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're their uh, own person. Good sense of humor, great good guys. They're they are a ton of fun to watch, but like yeah. like like Brian said, <laughs> never ever would you want to be in a compact being hit by either of those guys. <laughs> well, every team needs a hammer. I mean, you know, or two or three or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Johnson, especially. I mean, he's uh, that guy loves the hit. 
um, he's always known. He's always known the junk his car, and I, like I told him after our uh, heat at Carnage, I told him I was like, man, if you would have, if you could have hung off for a little bit, he probably could have made the top three. But you know, he just it got down to five, and he was just pedal to metal, and then he eventually started on fire. So <laughs> any car that is painted flat black. And the roof yeah. sign has a name that allows you to put two crosshairs in the middle of the name. Just stab his way. <laughs> he's already telling you what he's going to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that flat black, that adds like 10 points of toughness on right. any car. <laughs> well, Mike, Mike said that they were going to, they were planning on hitting each other. It's like, yes, um, you're going to hit each other, but I don't remember any, any middle stage of that derby where you're hitting one another in third year. <laughs> you know, like at the end, it was a little bit different than, than it was in the middle. Yes, the paint was traded. There's a bumper for everyone, but it wasn't quite the same. Oh, what, what ended up happening to Nate's car? He lost steering at one point, right? Um, I think at the end there, uh, he said his, um, I don't know if he said his steering locked up or not. Um, I know he lost his clutch, so he couldn't move at the end there. That's why he just ended up breaking the stick. Um, and I'm guessing that's the main reason why he just kind of shut her down. <laughs> How crazy was that GM wagon that was out there? That was the 726 Customs car. Uh, Cody, Cody Knuth? Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wanted him to run at Blizzard Bash in the worst way, you know, just to kind of, because we kind of always hee-hawed talking about running G-bodies down there, and, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it was kind of, we just kind of wanted to see how it went, you know. Um, basically, at Carnage, uh, he ran it at a show in Minnesota to make it pre-run in order to make it allowed at uh, Carnage. Okay. So, we, I mean, you're, it's a hard car. Um, I guess he didn't really get to see the way it, is actually going to bend without plates and stuff like that too. So, but yeah, he's a he's a smart driver and he's a uh, really good builder. So I mean that um, that could have been a very competitive car. Did you see any of that? I did not. So it was a uh, correct me where I go astray here. I think it was a Malibu wagon, right? Yes. Yeah, Malibu wagon. And remember, yep. from a couple of years ago, cool. when, when Nick King and, and those guys came out, that was the year that there was a couple of Oldsmobiles, there was a couple, like, Monte Carlos or Cutlasses that like ran. A, yep. A Malibu wagon, like a... Not a Chuck Chapman Malibu wagon. No, like a, but, like, the the smaller, like, there was a, like, like a mini version of a Chevy Roundback wagon. No. Yep. Because well, yeah, now, now we're getting the... Now I'm confused on what era you're talking about for. Had to be late 70s, early 80s. Uh, Cody's? Yeah. Was it Cody's as in the 80s? Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think we're ta- all talking about the same thing. Yeah, his was yep. his was in that same era with, based on the wheelbase when those the Monte Carlos and stuff all came and they ran, mm-hmm. and yep. it was it was that same it was that same type of look and and I got a message from uh, from TJ. Wondering about the why is there a Vic wagon out there, and you know, it's it's and, and TJ was asking about it, and and since I wasn't sure on what the car was, I just tried to justify why the car was there. <laughs> <laughs> they just dropped a four cylinder and it caught a gun. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Cut it the was, frame off. Who knows? It was a it was a ninety one HD frame. They just unhooked four plug wires. No, but we were talking about Nate's car when he went out to Bash for Cash, mm-hmm. and with the Smash It rules, it was he had a Fairmont. Yes. Was it was a Fairmont or was it a Granada? It was a Fairmont. It was, it was a Fairmont. So, so that compared with the um, 
the G bodies that had come and run in the team element before, mm-hmm. we knew that there was some sort of precedent for this car to be here. Mm-hmm. However, I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> and, and, uh, I think it was I think it was Cretlow had messaged me and said it was a uh, said it was a Malibu wagon, and it was it was it was neat. It didn't get to. It didn't get to find its full potential, but when they get that dialed in a little bit, it's going to be a neat car to watch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it'll definitely be cool. Um, if he has uh, to come back or not or build another one, it'll definitely be interesting to see how it goes. Are those easy to find up there? Um, I think he might have another one. Um, I've seen a couple of them. I guess I'm not really interested in that stuff. <laughs> but, you know, I've... I run front-wheel drive compacts or full-size cars. You know, I never really got into the rear-wheel drive compact stuff. Right. But I, I could definitely build one if I wanted to, but it's just a whole other, you know, set of equipment I'm going to need. Well, isn't it a creature of habit type thing where you've done so many of these front-wheel drive cars where there's really not any need to change it? You've, you've, you've found you do okay with the front-wheel drive. We're not really looking for a change here. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, we kind of figured out... <laughs> I mean, we try something different every year um, for the most part, but when we figure out the, figured out the basics, especially with, like, Blizzard Bash and Carnage rules, and, you know, we just kind of go with it, and it's, it's actually really been working for us, and, um, you know, tech's been smooth. They, they appreciate our clean builds and all that, so it's, it gets easier as time goes on building front-wheel drives. Are those still easy to come by? Um, they're getting a little harder and, you know, just like everything else, they're getting expensive now. Mm. Stop winning with them and I bet you they'll get cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure that has something to do with it. You know, they're becoming, you know, they're com- becoming rare and, um, everybody wants to run them and, you know, the, the type of cars that we run at Blizzard Bash and Carnage are pretty sought after, so, you know, Luminas and Cutlasses and, general seems to be the ones everybody wants where uh where is the um cooler business now how's all that going um it's going great um i can't get caught up so i guess that that's always positive (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna ask about that i i see your stuff all over so i i figured it was keeping you pretty busy yeah it's uh really busy um um i own a bread business as well my fiance owns a daycare and then you know the tranny cooler so it gets pretty uh hectic around my place but i'll try to stay on top of our game what was that about the daycare uh my fiance owns a daycare so are any of them old enough to where they could <laughs> i wish <laughs> <laughs> working right into a little labor in the shop <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, what have you guys got planned for points past this? Um, well, uh, them guys got Bash for Cash. Um, me and Andy haven't ran that one yet. Um, we signed up for that uh, team show in uh, West Union, Iowa. Mm-hmm. 10,000 to win. Um, that's in September. And then uh, we're uh, talking about signing back up for Blizzard Bash here. We just seen that uh, they released a date on that. So other than that, um, just a few county fairs. Uh, I plan on building a full-size car this uh, summer. And, yeah. Is that is that being uh, built behind a cloak of, of secrecy? <laughs> the full-size car? Yeah. Um, no. That was, 
I'll probably ask Mom around Connie Ferris with it. Um, I like running full size cars, so most of my friends run compact, so that's that's kind of where the whole compact thing got in with me. You know, you know, just like even when I met you, you know, long long time ago down at Winter Slam, I was running full size cars down there mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, that's a it, it's been within the last you know six years or so moving over to the compacts and then still bouncing back and forth too. It's not it's not like it's it's just one one thing, but at the same time, there's um it's probably a little bit easier to, if you're gonna you're gonna stick with going to Topeka, you can fit a whole lot yeah. more front wheel drive cars on a trailer than you can full size cars, right? No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Well, uh, what's what's the September show? Um, it's a uh... I can't remember what the, what it's called exactly. It's in West Union, Iowa. It's a four man team, um, little little lighter than Blizzard Bash, mm. um, and it's going to be me, Andy, Nate, and Jared. So our exact team is going to be down there. Is that going to cut into your Blizzard Bash prep time? <laughs> um, I hope not. I usually don't start my car till the end of September, anyways, for Blizzard Bash. Um. I don't. I don't think it will. I mean, plan on building a new motor and uh, having another set, of, putting another set set up together. So I don't think it'll interfere with it. Awesome. Cool. Uh, when you put your motors together, uh, you go through and you tear down the old ones and everything. What is the worst condition that you found an engine that came out of one of your cars? Um. Well, I I usually don't mess with my engines. Uh, that's uh, usually always Andy. He's the uh, He's the brains behind my motors. Um, but as far as uh, carnage on my motors, um, broken blocks. Yeah. Um, I've gone through three blocks just from blizzard bash and carnage. And, um, yeah, so when everything gets so tight and wadded up, it just jars around in there. And, you know, so, something eventually gives. I don't remember what the car was in, in any way. But I just remember a low angle camera shot of the car that had caught on fire. They put the fire out, and it looked like the, the the fluid running out of the bottom of the engine was also on fire <laughs> as it was dropping out onto the track. So, so there's a little bit of heat in there, and nice. just you know, you always wonder if it's you know those those compact engines, if it's one of those aluminum ones. Are we melting the aluminum now? Yeah, <laughs> that's an aluminum dripping off. <laughs> yeah, is it molten aluminum or is it just oil or what? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, knock on wood, I've never really had any engine issues um, with the motors that Andy's put together for me, and neither has he. So uh, we've been pretty good there. So. Uh, well, I was, I was more just making a conversation. I hope that doesn't turn into any type of crisis. <laughs> let's, 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 yeah. let's, let's, not, let's not go any further down that rabbit hole. I do not want that yeah. on my head. <laughs> my conscience won't. I won't be able to take it. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I hope that goes well. Um, what, what, what was the show, the team show that, that Jacob was talking about? That was in Missouri, wasn't it? Mm, I think so. Yeah, I think, I think he's got one down there. That's uh, yeah. this spring. Yeah, that's uh, that's an indoor show in April. That's yes. right, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I, I was like, is this, is this, is this like a, a Blizzard Bash uh, reunion or something? What's going on? But it makes more sense. Awesome. Well, I, I hope everything goes well uh, with the builds this summer, the full-size car. I, I hope to track down some pictures of that when that's all done and you get to terrorize everybody at the county fairs and certainly wish you the best of luck in September at the team show and then look forward to seeing you again, if not before, in 
um, in Topeka for the fall. Yep. Is there anybody else you want to make mention of? I know we talked about Andy with the engines and, and the team and everybody. Is there anybody else that we missed? Um, not really. Um, I have a huge list of sponsors that anybody can see on uh, Facebook. Um, uh, my family. We're putting up with all the derby and derby mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, other than that. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you making some time for us tonight. I know you'd, uh, we got the wires crossed a little bit on the time, and, and it's uh, always great to catch up with you. Yeah, for sure. We'll catch up with you soon, man. Good luck. All right, thanks. See you now. There goes Mike Cook. It's funny how many different variations that K-O-C-H is pronounced. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that From is state true. to state to state to state. Yep, it is. It depends on what part of the country you're in, what letters you pronounce, and what order. Yep. All right. So uh, we do have some results from... Uh, the Derby in Peoria this weekend. We had some stuff on that. James Kitchell, we talked about in Topeka that James was one of those guys that once he breaks through and, and, and all the pieces fall together, he's got plenty of experience. So take nothing away from him. The, the, the big stuff's going to fall in line. It's going to fall in line in rapid fashion. He got the win over Jamie Cradlebaugh and Booger. Uh, Mad Dog went to Jerry Lyerly and the Mod. That's the top three at the Whiskey, uh, Whiskey City event in Peoria. Uh, the uh, fifth and final one and done, the top three, and the Mad Dog Awards went, uh, excuse me, the win went to Bobby Whitaker, Dusty Gilgis was second, Kyle Wainer was third, uh, Mad Dog went to David Diemel. Uh, that fourth one and done was Rob Ewer, Brandon Carpenter, Eric Diemel, Brandon Carpenter, second place, also Mad Dog Award, Bone Stock, full size, Travis Rhodes got the win over Kirby Manuel and Chris Basso. And then Chris Bassel also got the uh, Mad Dog Award in that one, the youth top three, CJ Klein. CJ Klein got the win. And uh, it was on the same weekend that Mark was celebrating a birthday. So a lot of, a lot of joy in the, the Klein household with the win there in the youth top three. Wes Anthauer, Wiley Lang, and uh, Alexis Johns with the Mad Dog. Bone Stock Compacts, Cody Meyer got the win there. Ron Brown, Chad Hurd uh, got third place in Mad Dog. Superstock Heat 3 was Josh Hutchinson. Mike Kershite, another name that we recognize, was second place. Nick Austin, Steve Rowan was the Mad Dog in the Superstock Heat 3, Superstock 2, John Mavis over Mark Klein, Ariel Walker, Sam Bando with a Mad Dog award there, and I then believe. Superstock 1, Ryan uh, Weinkoff, Jay Baumler, Chris Hammond, and Ralph Legis there through the last Superstock Heat over there in Peoria. So, goodness. Yeah, Bobby Whitaker took two cars out. I sent him a text and offered to drive one of them for him and he laughed so I guess he didn't, <laughs> guess he didn't need I'm driver. Good. <laughs> so I just wanted to be a good guy you know what I mean try to help just out I know it's you know even he can't drive two cars at the same time so just helping a friend <laughs> I just wanted to help a friend out nah he was he was good he didn't need the help yeah so he picked up a win that was cool um it's CJ getting the win Mark got second place and that was neat uh Luke Schaffner he um Yep, to uh, put the stuff in place for uh, for CJ's car. It was it was just neat. It was cool to see. And then um, last night I had the chance to run in an online derby for the first time in forever. Clean house. And took names like I Chris Marquardt not. does. I did not. What'd you run? What kind of car? If you had to guess, Vic wagon. Yep. <laughs> Mopar. No. You don't no. run a Mopar motor. No. I'm disappointed no. in you. I, well, it's, it's I disappoint people. It's <laughs> too bad. Nope. They had an LS in it. And uh, it was an 03 frame that was tilted. 
Hey, wasn't there one of those at Topeka? Ah, we won't go there. <laughs> it was, the tilt wasn't the issue, but that's the story for another time. <laughs> the old three was, though. <laughs> but, yeah, that uh, it was fun. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a long time since I had a chance to actually just drive and, and drive in a in a, in a Could you put the taillights like back that. in it when you got done having an old three no. frame? No. <laughs> you no. didn't just use the nose up? You used both no, ends up? No. Uh, actually, I, I started out with the back, but I started out with a plan. And see, that's where you go awry. Because I, I just ended up getting separated from uh, from JYD, and when I was trying to get back down there, I think it was uh, Lee Sager had a white shocker, and he wouldn't let me get up next to him. I, we wanted to be side by side, and I couldn't get in there, so I kept poking with the bumper, and I just got kind of bored because I was stuck in the middle of the track. So at that point, it's like, well. <laughs> <laughs> so you backed it up to the wall, just held her wide open? Uh, there was a, uh, I believe it was, I, I don't know for sure, but I believe it was Justin Riley. That was in a a blue round back, I think. I'm not I'm not 100 sure, but I chased him all over the place, and um, wadded up the back. Pillar Park, did then, you? Yeah, felt yeah. good, didn't it? It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, and then turned it around and just got was like, eh. it's basically an imperial under here. <laughs> it just. Started smashing into quarter panels, but I ended up with uh, too many, as it was described, too many ugga duggas, and went flying across the track and hooked a bumper and got up in the air and it ripped the wheel off. So then Ooh. I was on three wheels, but thankfully I was with someone who knew what they were doing. <laughs> and JYD, there was some there was some craziness at the end of the heat, and uh, they ended up taking three instead of two. So we went to the feature on that, and in the feature, um, I just figured why not but the bumper was lower than I was ready for. And the second shot, uh, Parker, uh, Parker knocked the front wheel off it, oh. knocked the steering out of it. So oh. it became a point and shoot. But um, there was a couple of guys out there that just kept hitting the corner of the car and get it spun. So it would just be like straight line fast. <laughs> it you, was fun. Do you run standard or automatic? I run a stick shift. Nice. Can you shift to when you're going across the... So, you know, the thing is, is it occurred to me when I was flying across the track, because we made some changes to the car and we were were testing the thing out and we dialed it a little bit different this time. And it was a lot faster than I was ready for. So I was thinking, you know, I could probably change gears. It probably wouldn't hurt. I generally don't. I put it in first gear and I run it in reverse. I just gear it that way so it doesn't stall. You don't need to use a clutch, just up and down back through the the gearbox. But it had a... it had more to go in second gear, but when you can't steer, you know, when wheels, you don't know what you, you, know you can do. You don't want to get second gear and then have everybody move. Yeah, get a wall <laughs> 40. That just doesn't do but good for the nose. It was, it was neat to, to, to get a chance to run against a lot of people that I talked to on a regular basis. Lee was there, Marty Sager was there, and, and uh, Parker and Bryson were there. And, um, yeah, it was, just, it was just fun to get a chance to do it again. So. Uh, next weekend there's a two day show and I think I I think we got a I think we got our quartet set for that. We're gonna go see what we can do there. Running a wagon again. And I'm hoping depending on I don't know what the, the there's some conversations happening in the, the group that I made today with um with Tyler and, and the Schaffners, um to find out who's gonna be driving what cars. But I'm hoping nobody picks an 03 wagon because I know mine does okay. <laughs> but there's also a part of me that wants to go back to the ninety one hd wagon because then i can put the kickers in it the 03 is not allowed to have kickers can you sneak them in without anybody noticing uh well 
We're not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Got to cheat to eat, man. You got to cheat to eat. You got to push that gray area. There was... There was somebody that said, man, that wagon is doing some weird stuff. What is going on? And somebody in the chat goes, yep, all his wagons do that. <laughs> Somebody's going to make attention. And, and JYD said, he goes, take, a, take note then. Because it's only going to go so far. It's going to stop. But it was, it was really, really fun. And, uh, and, and JYD, he ended up carrying, carrying us down to third. He lost steering. And. There was a chess match going on. Um, I think uh, Hunter and Hunter Star and and one of the Smash Burns, Dylan Dylan Blackburn got first place. Those guys, when I was only on, when I was a tricycle out there, they didn't roll me over. They just kind of kept pointing the car in the right direction. So it was it was a lot of fun all the way around. It was cool. cool. Yep. What do you think? I think we covered everything that I wanted to cover. You got anything to add? No, I think we're good. Um, I don't know where things are at for. One of the uh, icons of my childhood, but thinking about Scott Hall and his family tonight. Passed. Did it. I, I missed it. And I know it's earlier. Passed, yeah. Earlier today, the, the family was. Uh, was what, um, Nick said he thought he had surgery last week and then went downhill. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you followed along. Uh, he had a bad fall at home oh. and he broke his hip oh. and he had to have surgery. And then I think it, I think it was last night into today. He had three heart attacks. Oh, in that yes. 12 hour, 15 hour span. I wonder if it was he a, had, a, a blood clot had broken loose and, and caused it. See, I, that's what happened to my mom, to my mom. She had a blood clot and it caused a stroke, which then in turn caused a heart attack. And that was, so I, I was thinking it was when Nick said that, I was thinking it was somewhere along those lines. So after surgery though, she, it was no, just hers was years, uh, two years later, she'd had trouble with her legs and, um, she was, you know, on, blood thinners for that and this and that and huh. this is what we're assuming we didn't have an autopsy but that was kind of what the doctor thought so what's that going to add you know oh, God, i've always no. wondered that I've that always, was yeah there's times was, where i understand but you know at that point when you've already gone through all that for two years yeah, what's it gonna she, do she didn't need and that's that's you know we told the doctor we said look we don't want so yeah i've read an autopsy report before it's nothing anybody should ever 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 mm-hmm. do Ever. 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 Nope. All right. On that note, I think we should call it good. <laughs> yeah. That would take us right into the morbidity, Chris. <laughs> Woo! Cruise <laughs> right in. I, yeah, I just wanted to say, well, we should. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 392. I, I still can't believe that those words are coming out of my Creeping mouth. Keeping on the 400, oh, bud. Oh, my God. Well, we've been talking about it for a long time, and, and now it's like, it's like right there. It's right there. So we look forward to doing it again next week. Hopefully we... Uh, Hopefully we entertain you again next time. We'll see you on 393 next Monday here on the Crash Course Podcast. The Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who hosts Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah, online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. <laughs>